0: This is the 31 eight podcast, episode 10. If you have a voice, speak up for the voiceless. If you live to serve others, serve with the cheerfulness that shines through the storm. If you have the gift of building up, begin to build his kingdom on earth. If you have the gift of tearing down, bring the enemy down one brick at a time. If you have the gift of leadership, lead his people back to him. If you have the gift of guidance, show the world his way. If you have more love to give, then find the unloved and shower them. If you have the gift of tongue, then use your words to bring nations together. Speak up for the voiceless. Welcome back to the 31.8 Podcast, where we talk with people from around the community that are tirelessly working for the voiceless. I'm your host, Jennifer Bates. Normally, this is where I would introduce our guest and maybe give an overview of what the conversation would be about. Um, however, today, I'm going to do something just a little bit different. It's just me and Nick on the controls, and I'm just going to talk. About what you ask? Well, that's a very good question. To be totally transparent, I've been thinking about this episode since the middle of the season, and I've been writing it in my head for weeks now. But at the point where I actually sit down to write it, nothing comes to mind, It was like my mind was blank and I couldn't remember anything, so I decided that I'm just going to see where my words take me. I can honestly say that's how I've lived my life thus far. Let me explain. If you've been listening this season, you know a little bit about me as I reveal something in each episode. I'm not sure which show it was, but I mentioned the fact that I have an aura or presence about me that tends to attract people to want to tell me their story. I found myself in many a lines where the person in front of me smiles, I smile back, And before we get to the checkout, I know all about their day, their week, their family. And if the line's long enough, I know about their whole life. In those moments, I have no words. Nothing was planned and I'm caught off guard for what to say. However, I have learned to listen to the spirit that surrounds me and speak the words given to me or sometimes say nothing at all because that's what the moment calls for. So bear with me because today I'm doing the same thing. I'm allowing the Spirit to fill me, and I will speak what I hear I am supposed to speak. Hopefully, this makes sense to y'all. Either way, hold on to your hat, because here we go. Again, I say, after this, I have nothing written down. I'm speaking off the top of my head and seeing where the words take me. I pray this goes well, and I pray that you stay tuned and listen with an open mind, an open heart, and a willingness to join the conversation. And of course, that's a little plug to lead you to the website, www.31-8.com, the 30 and the one are spelled out, and leave a comment on the form. Join the conversation. Be a part of this whole 31-8 movement. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Lord, be with me as we begin this freestyle monologue. I wish I was at the point of this podcast where we were recording live and could take phone calls. But, you know, we're not there yet. Soon, very soon, hopefully, we shall see. Um, But here we go. So this whole journey began, this whole season one began on April 3rd of this year, um, which happened to be my 45th birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I took a pause right there because I know y'all are wishing me happy birthday as you heard me say that. Um, So I appreciate that. Um, But 45 years I have been on this earth um, and it has taken me 45 years to realize that I do have a voice and that people want to hear my voice. Um, Even though I may not always like to hear it myself, I do know um, that there are things that I have to say. And with that being said, there are also things that I know others have to say. And that's what this whole 31 8 is. It's a platform. It's a place for you to come and be and just let it out. Um, now, when I started this... I had a whole vision in mind of I'm going to call all these nonprofits. I'm going to get these nonprofits on the show. We're going to start talking about what their cause is, what their movement is, what they have to give to the community that the community may or may not know about. Um, and as you hear that, that's very well good intentioned um, because, there are many nonprofits out there that don't really, they have a voice, but their voice is small because people just don't know that they're there. Um, and then the tides kind of changed though. As people started coming on the show, I realized it's not necessarily about the cause overall, the big cause of what, you know, I stand for this and I walk for that and I run for that. It's more on I need somebody to know that I'm here, that I exist, that I matter. Um, and when people came on, instead of telling me about their cause and their um, and what they fight for and stand for, I got to hear more about them, um, and it was deeply moving for me because for somebody to sit in the studio in which. Some of them knew me, as you know, I've had family members on, and some of them didn't really know me before they came and sat down in the, sh- in the chairs. Um, but for them to sit and actually just let it all out and tell me what was on their mind, what was in their heart, what was going through their spirit in the moment is just amazing. And I appreciate each and every one of them that came on this show. Um, and I hope you have enjoyed this season thus far. I hope you have taken the time to listen to each episode, maybe gone back a couple of times if you missed something. Um, but the the people that I had on the show were just so vulnerable and I appreciate the vulnerability. It's hard. In this day and age, to tell people where we are, who we are, why we're here, um, and expect no judgment. So, because we expect judgment to come, we just we shut our mouths. Um, and I don't want that to happen. Anymore, like I, I want people to have a space where they can just let it out, and I think I thank Nick because Nick has created this space here that is very calming and relaxing and chill, and to have a space where we can just sit and talk is amazing. Now I say that as I'm sitting in this studio that is calming and chill, but the fire alarm light is going off because we've got a group on campus here um, who has set the fire alarm off and the alarm, as you can hear, is no longer um, blaring, but the lights are still going off. So it's a little weird. I got a little strobe thing going on in the studio today, but we're going to make it work. Um, So thinking back through the season, We have episode one where Meg Pruitt interviewed me um, and she was amazing. She was extremely nervous. Thank you, Meg, for being a part of that um, and agreeing to do that. She was extremely nervous, but I hope it gave you a little insight about who I am. I mean... Again, like I said earlier, throughout the season, I've kind of revealed little tidbits about myself, about who I am, what I've been through, um, what my story is. Um, And I'll continue to do so because um, I don't there's no shame in my story. Um, There used to be a lot of shame in the stuff that I allowed to happen in my life. And I kept it to myself um, because I didn't want anybody to think that I was any less of a person or I was weak in any kind of way. And so I kept my story to myself. But I now know that my story does not make me weak. My story does not make me less than the person next to me. My story makes me me. Um, and it helps me to see the world the way that I see the world today. Um, so you're going to keep hearing stuff. And if you have a question for me, just know that I will answer it honestly. So um, if you don't want to hear the honest truth, don't ask me that question. Um, that's just the going thing in my house that I'm going to tell you the truth. But be ready for the truth, because if you ask that question, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Um and then we had episode two with Life Choices with Rachel and Shelley, and I appreciate them coming on and them talking all about the wonderful things that they do for the young women and the young men in our community um, as they are expecting. And I can speak from experience that um, I had, as y'all know. I've had my first daughter when I was 16 years old, and it was scary as all get out. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what life would bring, um, even down to the little things of, hey, this thing that's moving in my stomach right now, is that because I'm hungry or is that the baby just moving around? Like, I didn't know. Um, and I didn't have anybody to ask and question and say, hey, can you help me through this? Um, you know, for different reasons. I have um, parents who love me, but they weren't necessarily there during that part of my life. So it was just, I was, I was kind of solo. And so it was scary. Even, I mean, I can say that all the way up until I gave birth to twins at 39 years old, in which that was scary in itself. Like um, I had family all around me. I had my, daughter i had when i was 16 was now an adult and um so i had people everywhere and i could ask anybody anything but because at 39 years old you're expected to know everything i was silent because i didn't want to ask because hey i've had many babies before this i should know what to expect um but twins are different like the whole the whole process is different. So for Life Choices to come out and um, tell us about how they're walking with these women and walking with these men as they're learning how to become fathers um, and make this world just that much better is just amazing. So I appreciate them. Um, we have, of course, also had excuse me, um My daughter, my firstborn, Javon Scott, came on the show um, to talk about one thing and ended up with something else, um, talking about equality and the fact that um, she is part of the LGBTQ community and she doesn't always feel welcome wherever she goes. And it sucks. Um, And I hate that for her as a mother. It's like. I see her as she is. I know the type of person she is. And she is an amazing human being, a beautiful woman, a strong, intelligent human being. And for somebody to judge her without her even opening her mouth bothers me. That's when my momzilla comes out, um, if you know me then you may or may not have seen my momzilla because as long as you're good to my children, you've not seen it. <laughs> um, but as soon as somebody says something or does something, then yeah, that momzilla comes out and it hurt me to know that that's how she felt. Um, and, you know, all all you want to do as a mother is protect your babies because that's, I mean, that's ultimately what we're here for is to protect our babies, even when they're not babies. Like, and I've already said this, so she can't get mad, but she's 28 years old and she can definitely protect herself. She can definitely stand up for herself. She has a voice. She does not need me to be her voice anymore like she did when she was six. Um, but I still am here for her. And she knows that, I think. Um, I hope. Anyway, if you don't know that, Javon Ray, I am here for you and I love you and I will be your voice if you don't have one. Um Just to put that out there. And that goes for all of my children, though. But I think they all know that. Um, But just in case, y'all all all hear me, every last one of you. So we'll start top to bottom so that everyone knows. Sheena, Javon, Jamel, Janine, Jamarcus, Jairus, Jace, Drew, Justice. Don't judge me on all the J's, y'all. I love each and every one of y'all. And I will be your voice until you can be your own voice. And even beyond that, I will always be here for you. Um, The next guest we had was my wonderful, wonderful husband, Tori Bates, who came in and talked about community. Um, Because that's why we're here in Memphis, Lord. Um, That's just he brought us here because of the community. We didn't know this community. We had never heard of Raleigh before. Um, We didn't. We the stuff we knew about Memphis wasn't great, um, which I'm sure everybody in Memphis knows how Memphis is portrayed in um, the rest of the nation. Um, it's always negative, unfortunately. And now that we're here, we see the positive, and it's like, why isn't that? Why didn't New York know about that? Why didn't Atlanta know about that? Like all of this positiveness that's going on here is amazing. Um, but anyway, we were brought here for the community of Raleigh um, to become to become what is the word I'm looking for? Just to become saturated in Raleigh, so that we can learn um, how the world is supposed to be. Um, And Raleigh is a perfect example of that. Um, So much resilience, so much strength, so much passion and love here in the community of Raleigh. And it's just, it's amazing. And to be a part of it on a day-to-day basis and to be able to see the growth and how everything is slowly changing and moving and molding into what we think the Lord wants it to be is just it's it's beautiful to watch. I can say that from the outside looking in and a little bit from the inside as I'm part of it. Um, and then next, we had Flip My Life with Mary Beth Conley and Rick Woodall and if you heard the show, then you know, we talked a little bit about Flip My Life and the fact that um, restorative justice meets restoring homes so that those that are entering, reentering the world after being um, locked up for a while, have a place to live, have something to call their own, have a job to do so that they can get these homes ready for other people. Um, it's an amazing story. However, we only talked about that for a little bit. Um The majority of the show was about Mary Beth and Rick and just, again, just how things can change and mold. And and the Lord takes you where you are and he puts you through these things and you must go this path and he must go this path and she must go that path. But that doesn't mean that your paths won't cross again. Um, It just means that whatever you were doing in that moment is what you needed to see in the world. So that when your paths do cross again, you're ready to do his will. Um, and that's kind of what Mary Beth and Rick did. Like they, their lives, they grew up together and then their lives went down different paths and they grew apart and they had wives and husbands and moved on and children here and children there. And um, everything was just amazing. But then ultimately he, the Lord brought them back together to do what it is He wanted them to do, i.e., flip my life, um, and bring this restorative justice to Memphis. So, thank you, thank you for that. Um, and then, Summer Joy, um, Summer Joy Scott came on the show. Summer Joy, as you know, is my daughter's wife and another amazing human being. Just. Um, the strength that she has exhibited through her life. And of course, you know, she was talking about the fact that she is in the middle of a storm. um, And people don't talk about their storm when they're in it. They talk about um, after they get through it and, oh, yes, he got me through it. And the Lord is wonderful. But the Lord is wonderful in the storm, too. The Lord is wonderful in that During the storm, whether the storm is a week long, a month long, a year long, a decade long, each and every day he wakes you up that morning and he helps get you through the day, Um, even though he knows you're in the storm. Because he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. He knows that you are coming over this, that this too shall pass, that this is just a stop in your long, long ride of this thing that we call life. And so... Summer came and talked to us about being in the middle of the storm and that she knows there's an end to it. She knows that one day she will be through this and she will be able to have her praise report and tell everybody about everything that's happening that happened. But it's important to know that it's happening in this moment also. It's important to know that right here, right now, I'm not great. I'm not okay. I'm not at my best, on my best game. I'm not top of top of the hill right now. I am in the valley, I am low, and I am surviving each day to get through. And this right here, I can honestly say that I experience more often than not. Um, surviving the day is a way of life for me at most times. Getting through each day is a task sometimes, um, and I completely understand it when Summer was talking about being in the middle of her storm and not being able to have a dream anymore and see the future as clearly as she saw it before. Um, I can say because that's that's where I am. Like seeing the future has always been hard to me, hard for me because getting through the day was my task. Um, As you've heard, I had my first daughter when I was 16. I had my last set of twins, my last set of children, which happened to be twins, when I was 39 years old. So literally for three decades in the 90s, in the 2000s, and in the teens I was having babies. Um, And so my life on a day to day basis is surrounded and guided and decided on by what the schedules of my children are. Um, And that's exhausting sometimes. And there there's no light at the end of the tunnel to see that. You know what? I'm going to be an empty nester soon and, you know, then my life will be my life and I'll be able to do this, that and the other because that just never happens when for three decades you're consistently having babies because once one set leaves, the other set is just now getting to the grown up, teenage, preteen, late, late adolescence years. And, you know, so that's where I find myself. I find myself right now in this space in which um. Half of my children will be out of the house. Um, more than half of my children are legally adults right now. They're 18 and over. Um, and so this would normally be the time of life where most par- parents are like, hey, I'm an empty nester. What are we going to turn their room into? And right now I'm just thinking that, you know, when the boys leave, that's going to become the girls room um, because they need a bigger space now that they're getting older. So it's just kind of the constant and the mundane and the doing the same thing over and over that leads me to surviving each day. You know, because I don't have hope that tomorrow is going to bring something different because it probably won't because I still have my responsibility as mother. Now, don't get me wrong. I am grateful for my children. I love my children to death, i.e. the momzilla that comes out in me if you mess with my children, because those are my babies. Like the Lord gave me those children in many different ways, some of them came by birth, some of them came by adoption, some of them came by marriage. But regardless how they came to me, the Lord gave me those children to take care of on this earth. And I do not take that task lightly in any kind of way, which is probably why I'm exhausted because I do give my all um, to each and every one of them. And so um, being in the storm that Summer was talking about and, and not being able to necessarily see her dreams as clearly. I totally get that. Um, and I, I hope, I hope, I hope and I pray very soon that Summer will be able to see um, her dreams and her future and get out of the weeds of what's surrounding and clouding and not showing her um the amazing person that she is and the amazing future that she's got. Um, Okay. Okay. I'm off of that. I'm off of that now. So next we went to the mother's day special, um, which of course, It's Mother's Day, so you have to have mothers in the room, right? Um, I know I am a mother, obviously. We've talked about that over and over again. But we had to have other mothers because um, there's so many different perspectives. And the conversation actually ended up being more about um, the mother-daughter relationship, especially as the daughters are grown adults. um, And they can look back and see all the good and the bad and the ugly that the mother um, did when raising them, because let's be honest, none of us are perfect. Um, I've messed my children up in their own individual ways, um, just as I was messed up in my own individual ways. And um, my children will mess their children up in their own individual ways, because that's we're human. We're not perfect. We um, will never be on 100 at all times. Um, It's just not who are we who we were created to be like that's not how the lord created us he created us imperfect so that we would reach out for him um and so because of that the mother's day special was pretty cool and i As you probably know, it ended up being two episodes long because we just talked and talked and talked. You get a bunch of women in the room together and that's what happens. We just talk. Um, So it was amazing, though, um, to hear about the relationships that mothers and daughters can have. Because, again, we hear about the bad so much on the news and so much in our feeds as we're scrolling each day um, that it's good to hear that there are some mothers and daughters out there that actually really do love, love each other and respect each other. Um, And it's just it's just a blessing to be able to hear that. Um, And then, of course, next we had Sheena Hartley. Um, This would be my oldest child, my adopted child. Um, I only say that to y'all because in our home, she's just our child. I would tell y'all that. So um, just for clarification purposes. Um, But she gave us her story, um, which is hard for her as she's in it right now and she's looking for a way to express herself um, without just simply going crazy as she thinks she may do. So, you know, she's, she puts herself into her school, her school work as a student because she just got her master's and is um, going for her doctorate and in her school as a teacher because she is also a high school teacher while she is putting herself through school. Um, And so, she's putting herself in all of these things to try and take advantage of all the opportunities and the resources that she was given that others in her circumstance as a child probably wouldn't have. And, but in that she's also kind of losing herself and she knows this, she knows that that she needs to reach out and seek help and look for somebody to talk to, um, outside of like the mom and me who just wants to protect her and say, it'll be okay, baby, and hug her. And I know she needs more than that. Um, and so, but we all do, we all do. And I know mental health is sometimes seen as a stigma. Going to see a therapist is like a no, no, because, you know, that's just, that means you're crazy when it's not. That is definitely not what it means. Um, mental health is just as important as physical health. Mental health is, if not more so, let's be honest, um, because the physical health, Yes, you should stay in shape. You should work out. So we have all of these places where you can become membership, become a member and join and get your body in shape and build up those muscles and build up the cardio and you can ride bikes and you can do Zumba and you can do yoga and you can come out of your session looking great because you've been doing this for so long that your body is in the best shape it's ever been. However... Why don't we have that same thing for your mental health? Why don't we have places where you can go and talk and let it out and get your mental health just as healthy as your physical health? Well, guess what, people? We do. We do have places like that. They are called therapists. Um, The therapist office, they have memberships also. You can pay a monthly fee and go once a week. Um, It's the same thing. So take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. It is so important, especially in this day and age where um, messages and and information, everything is just coming at us so rapidly. Like we see things and hear things at an, a crazy pace throughout the day that um, sometimes your mental just needs a break. So take your time. Go talk to somebody, a counselor, a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I don't necessarily know the difference between all of those, but I know there is a difference. Find what works for you. Find your groove and do your thing. Um, I i do. I have. It's taken me, again, four and a half decades. I'm 45 years old. Um, four and a half decades to realize that my mental health is important and sometimes just letting it out is the best therapy that I can get. Um, And so, yeah. And then last, but not least, um, the last episode we had was Misty Henley, where she talked all things Chum Joy. Um, And if you listen to the episode, then you know that means the Jesus on me equals the Jesus on you. And she gave us um, keys to how to live a life of perpetual joy. And isn't that what we all want? Like, we just want to be happy. Um, I know we've had, um, one of our sons tell us at one time, he, he's not looking for, um, this, that, and the other. He just wants to be happy. He just wants to live his life and be happy. And that's what we all want. And it's so hard to do sometimes in this world because so much is expected of us at all times. Um, So just trying to find our joy, even if it's a little joy throughout the day that, hey, I just, somebody walked into the office today and they handed me my favorite candy bar of all time. That little joy right there can carry you so far. Um, if it's just, you walked into the grocery store on your way home and you dreaded having to stop by the grocery store because you know, you need to make dinner and you don't have anything at home. And here we go, another stop on the way home. And then as you walk in and somebody, some random person just smiles at you on their way out while you're on your way in that little bit of joy right there. If we can give more of that and receive more of that, this world would be such a better place. Um, and so yeah, so those are the episodes that we had this season. Um, it's been an amazing season. I encourage you all to speak your voice, say what's on your mind, check me out on the website, check me out on Instagram, reach out. Don't just, don't just scroll, don't just read the website page, but but reach out. Talk to me. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me your story. Um, If you need to do that in person, face-to-face, I'm here. I'm in Memphis. Come on. I'm on FTK. Come on. FTK would be for the kingdom. Um, Here in Raleigh, just come on. Let's talk. Let's sit. Let's chat. Um, I can tell you that being in front of the mic in a studio like this is intimidating when you first get started. But if you talk to any of these guests that I've spoken about, um, that, I, that I've that i had the chance to interview throughout the season, all of them will tell you that by the time we were done talking, they forgot they were even being interviewed. They forgot they were even on a mic um, because the vibe is so chill and because it's just us talking. It literally is just us becoming friends if we're not already. And if we are already friends, then it's just friends just sitting and having a conversation. So I would love, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your story. I would love to hear your calls. I would love to hear what your fight is. I would love to hear what your praise is. I would just love to hear from you. Um, If you have my phone number, text me, let me know. Um, If you don't, then reach out um, on Instagram, reach out on the website and let me know how you're doing let me know what you thought about the season um and yeah I would yeah I don't know what else to say after that I mean So here we are. We're at the end. This is the end of the season, Season episode 10, season one. um, And it's been an amazing ride. I thank Nick for all that he's done this season, all of his ideas, all of his hard, hard work and making sure that making sure that each and every episode is out on time and ready for you Um, and all the pre-work that he did before episode one even Aired. It's just, it's been, it's been amazing, and I appreciate you, Nick. I thank you for that. And FTK Studios, check out FTK Studio on Instagram. Um, you can see the vibe. You can see what else Nick has going on too. Um, with all, because you know, I'm not his only project, um, but I am a project, y'all. Because Nick got to work on me here. I'm telling you, um, i I'm, I'm making sure he gets his money's worth. <laughs> Uh, because he works hard for me, and I appreciate that, Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, y'all, thank you, thank you for being here, thank you for listening, Um, oh, yeah, Nick, Nick, so, see, I told you, Nick got me, he over here mouthing, and, you know, he doesn't want to be on the mic, but that's okay, That's okay. He's got an amazing voice, too. You'll hear it one day. I'll get him on the mic, too. Um, But he's season two. Season two is coming, y'all. Season two is coming. Um, We're going to take the summer off and we will be back with season two um, right around the time school starts back. Um, So be on the lookout. Subscribe so that you know when the first episode hits. Um, go to the website, subscribe to the newsletter so that you can hear the um, the stuff that's happening throughout the summer. Um, and just, you know, join the community, join the conversation. We would love to hear from you. Um, and of course, I'm going to exit this with my normal outro. So um, y'all don't judge me for this because I'm going back to reading now. I'm no longer freestyling. So here we go. Thank you for taking the time to listen as we use our voices for the good of others. If you would like more information about me or if you would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at 30 underscore one underscore eight. The 30 and the one are spelled out or on my website at www.31-8.com. The 30 and the one again are spelled out. I hope you feel heard today. I hope you find your voice. I hope you take the time to listen to others today. And we will be back next season speaking up for the voiceless. Have a wonderful summer.